This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. Season 8, Episode 16. This is Writing Excuses! Brainstorming with Brandon again. Psychic Birds. 15 minutes long. <laughs> because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Mary. I'm ready to try this again. Okay. So the last time, I think it's actually instrumental. We'll probably still run that episode. We talked about maybe not running it, where we brainstormed with me. Um, the story just didn't grab me. This is going to happen. I think it's actually very useful for us to have stories that just... You know, not everyone is going to be a knockout-of-the-park winner. Yeah. And I think it's vital that you hear that. And that, that is actually why I do my thumbnails mm-hmm. and, and then see which one grabs me. Right. And I have things like that. I have, we all have scraps of stories. But um, just to give it another try, maybe this one will fail too. Maybe we'll get something out of this one. Um, I wanted to try brainstorming another story for me to try writing um, using something of the writing prompt from the last week's episode, um, Psychic Birds. The the idea of a little bird that you keep on your shoulder that gives you a some sort of psychic, magical, or whatever bonus because of how it evolved is fascinating to me. Um, the idea that I used was you know the one that keeps away the, the hunters. When it's on your shoulder, the hunters that, that sense for empathy or whatever, or emotion, or mind, thought, can't find you, and so you're invisible to it. But then I kept thinking, I thought of all sorts of other birds, you know, ones that give you an ESP, that let you see when, when your eyes are closed. You know, a bird that does whatever. These different breeds of birds that you, um, you were on a planet that humans have landed that have psychic bird things. Where can we go with that? We need a plot is the okay. problem. So the way I approach things like uh-huh. this is I always look at, first I, I, I you know do a little bit of world building. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I try to figure out, so you've, you've already got kind of how they're used, but who is, who's going to be most at jeopardy from this? Is it, um, and, and I kind of start just tossing out things like, uh, so you're going to have uh-huh. bird trainers. Right. You're going to have bird breeders. You're going to have the users. You're going to have right. the brokers. Uh-huh. You're going to have a restaurant owner who has to deal with people coming in with birds that will poop on the floor but right you know so so i kind of start tossing those out Mm -hmm. um okay so i'm i'm interested in anything in there an explorer who has a psychic bird just a member of society who has a psychic bird i kind of like explorer i kind of like the idea that this is a frontier sort of thing when when you talked about a you know maybe human settlers who've landed on a planet Mm -hmm. and have adopted these native things right first place my mind went was do they still work when you take them off planet? And does then do they uh, then become a, a, com- a galactic commodity okay. that everybody wants? That's yes. cool. Or do, do they need um, a group collective in order to work? Yeah, yeah. and they, see that was that was what I was planet. actually thinking is uh, the discovery that you know we've got a frontier planet for mm-hmm. for you know the better part of the last fifteen years we've had an explosion in the mm-hmm. proliferation you know the use of these birds. Um, and part of our story is the discovery that, well, how do the birds feel about this? There is a bird collective intelligence. I don't mm-hmm. want to say hive mind, but, you know, maybe it's similar to that, uh, that, that up until now has felt like co- cooperating with humans and helping humans is uh-huh. good because, because our numbers are increasing. You're helping us keep predators away mm-hmm. by, you know, adding to our senses. But now something that you're doing is okay. not good for us. I want the birds to be animal intelligence. Animal intelligence. I want them to be animal intelligence. I'm just going to throw okay. that there. Okay. Um, All but right. that's, that's a very cool way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the animal intelligence thinks. I, I really do like the idea of, you know, can, can they work off planet and maybe saying, no, they can't right now, but there's a lot of interest in, 
can we get these things to work? Mm. Um, or so things like got, this. So you've got a trader then yes. who would be very interested in trying to get those to work. Yes, that, that's, that's definitely a possibility well, there. And if you've got, like you said, the ESP bird or a mind reader bird, mm -hmm. then whatever galactic government you have, everybody's going to want one of those. Yeah. Right. So, so we've got a couple of possible characters mm -hmm. there. Yep. Um, so the next question to ask is, what are the implications of this? Right. You know. And that's going to probably depend on the scope. Um, I keep trying in my head to push this fantasy, even though we've talked science fiction about it the whole time. Mm -hmm. For well, some reason, I just keep trying to push to it fantasy. Going back to fantasy, um, I love the idea that one person could have several birds, yeah. but only pick one at a time. Right. And so they would have like some kind of a, a dove coat or something mm -hmm. where they keep 20 different birds and have to choose... You know, well, which one am I going like to slot into yeah. this mission, uh -huh. so to speak? Yeah. The other uh, possibility, uh, you know, you can only have, for whatever reason, you can only have one bird at once. Yeah. And yet we've got somebody who uh, has, managed, has, managed, made, has uh, managed two birds, and the second bird is psychically unlinked, uh -huh. but will psychically link to somebody who's standing close to you and give you the ability, through your bird, to read minds. And okay. so we have somebody who has broken the rules right. and has become, you know, the worst sort of spy. Okay, he's uh, hacking your bird. He's hacking. He's not just, ha yeah, he's hacking your bird and you. Right. Um, and he's got, the second bird is, you know, a little pocket bird. Right. It's, it's a baby of the bird on his shoulder, which is why he's able to do this. Okay, let's push this. Let's say more fantasy. I'm liking that a lot. What mm -hmm. if it's a new world sort of thing? Yeah, and we've we've discovered these birds. We could still keep the whole. We can't get them shipped. They die if they leave the continent for some reason. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's that. So we can have that whole interplay. We've got the. We could have the thing be. This is guy as an explorer trying to figure out where this new bird came from, that the guy was able to make work with the other birds or something like that. Well, it could yeah. be just they, there's a, a a new breed of bird. If they're explorers, mm -hmm. there could be another tribe or a city or something off, in wherever where they have bred this new kind of bird that none of the other colonists are okay. aware of yet. What's our ending? See, I, I, <laughs> we don't we have enough of a story for an ending, do we? Or See, I think you're, yeah, I mean, personally, I think you're jumping way, way. See, ahead. I build my books around endings. Yes. And you'll, you'll hear this when we did the things with you and with Dan. Mm -hmm. I was always jumping to, what's the ending? Where are we ending? How's it yeah. going? Yeah. And I couldn't really come see the story until I saw how it ends. Right. But one of the, the, the things that I was asking when I was mm -hmm. saying, what are the implications of this? Right. Is that that allows you then to ask, how can it get worse? Which I think then right. leads that's, to, that's the, true. to the, how can we resolve this? You know, what are the, what are the possible endings? Mm -hmm. And one of the other things that you have, for me, um, in looking at possible endings, are, you know, mm -hmm. like, what do your characters want? Yeah. And so, so for me, I feel like, like, if it were me doing this, uh -huh. I wouldn't have enough groundwork laid before uh -huh. I could start jumping to endings. It's like, I mean, I, there's, I could have, you know, the ending, the bird dies. Right. Uh, the ending, the bird <laughs> lays a double-yoked egg, and for the first time, people have, uh, can have two birds at the same time. Right. The ending is that the, the avian flu comes, and you can no longer carry the bird because it's going to, mm -hmm. you know, kill everybody. It's like, I, uh, you know, there's so you know, many you mentioned, endings. You mentioned avian flu. If our, uh, if our protag, uh, she's a doctor, mm -hmm. and she's got a bird, and the bird helps her be a better doctor through, mm -hmm. uh, through uh, recognizing the pain of the people around her. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, she can, she can more accurately gauge where it hurts. 
um, and is a fantastic doctor as a result. And we have a plague, uh, a sickness that is sweeping through the city, and she is trying to figure out, you know, why people are getting sick, what the problem is, and we ascertain, uh, you know, our ending is the discovery that there's a parasite living in the bird poop, and we have to, you know, we have to kill oh, all of our birds. wait, no. That just sparked me on something else. Okay. What if what's giving them the psychic power is not the birds, but the parasite? Oh. And so the twist is we're using the birds like a parasite. You know, we're symbiotic yes. with the mm -hmm. bird. But this has already happened. The birds figured it out. First. And, like, it's the worms that the birds go eat. And the, the story could be... These birds, when, when we first catch them in the wild, it's great. We get all these powers, but then the ones we raise don't have, don't the, have the power. And the explorers, they, they all think, oh, it's got to be something about the bird society. And he's out trying to find oh. them. And your ending is, it's go. the worms. And if we just give ourselves the worms, we could actually... We don't need those birds. We don't need those birds. But then he's like, do I tell people? Because the birds are cute and awesome. And it, that's a cool ending, yeah. I think, right mm -hmm. there, because it lays the theme on top of itself yes. with the symbiotic sort of thing. And then you play that up in the theme. The, we've created the symbiotic relationship that people love their birds, but it's, it's really the worms the birds have. Yeah. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we need to stop for a book of the week. I'm going to go with an old favorite, The Wizard of Earthsea by Ursula K. Le Guin. Um, partly because she is just the queen of taking an interesting idea and running with it um, and taking it places that you really don't expect it to go. I really probably don't need to tell you about this book. Most of you have read it and if you have not, this is such a seminal work of fantasy that you really need to go out and read it. Just, um, you know, the whole young boy goes to wizarding school. Mm -hmm. she, she was there way, way before Harry Potter. And, you know, instead of going out there and reading it, you can go out there and have someone read it to you. Audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Start a 30-day free trial membership. Pick up Wizard of Earthsea by Ursula K. Le Guin for free. And then you can get another book for 30% off. And anything by Ursula K. Le Guin would be a good choice. That's right. All right. So let's explore this um, more now. We do have, in my mind, a rudimentary plot. This is mm -hmm. what's going to happen. This is our ending. Um, and where that ending goes, I still don't know, and that's fine. Whether it is that he discovers this or she discovers this and doesn't want to tell people, or, you know, I would want to work into it that it is a real moral quandary. But um, maybe we should talk about who the character is. Mm -hmm. What suggestions do we have? I like the explorer aspect. The question I um, end up with is, I don't know if I want a solitary person out there talking to the bird, but maybe I do. Yeah. Well, you know, the... the uh... If you the trapper that mm -hmm. goes out by yeah. himself is is a you know that's a standard in in pretty much every culture right but there's usually some some uh, 
you know, instead of just having him out by himself all the time, mm -hmm. there's the outpost that he returns to. Right. Okay. The so trading there's that, post. The outpost. That's there's good. There's also a, a dynamic to consider um, since since you only have one bird. Yeah. Um, if you give him a human companion who has a bird that does something completely different, right. you get right. to explore the differences between mm -hmm. the ways they interact with their uh Or if you know, he creatures. meets a trapper from a rival company. Yeah. And uh -huh. um, they, you know, they're like, all right, let's work on this together um, because it's for the good of the birds um, or whatever. Um, at this point with a story like this, what I would be doing, since we're following the process, I'm now kind of excited about the story. I'm like, ooh, I now am looking for extra coolness, right? Mm -hmm. I want, um, I would be saying, okay, let's look at my setting. How can I make the setting interesting and cool? What can be distinctive about it? If I'm, if I'm going to have a setting, I don't want it to just be something generic. Even in a short story, I want it to be something that you read and say, wow, that's a different take on this setting. I want to be trying to do that with character also. Um, the plot feels original to me. Um, so where, where could we set this? What is this planet like? Um, that, what could be interesting about well, it? Well, lots of cool and interesting birds suggests to me jungle, at yes. least in part. I like that Jungle idea. or mm -hmm. um, Pacific Islands. Right, okay. Which could be really fun oh, if this is almost an cool. archipelago kind oh, of a Oh, archipelago yeah. Lots of little cool. boating. Yeah. 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 And actually, this raises also the question, if the... Um, if the if we've got the archipelago and, uh -huh. we, and the, if the worms are something that can in fact infect people and give them the same ability yeah then they would be able to do that to other creatures right so perhaps this archipelago is filled with poisonous creatures right well and, it comes back to the original concept of mm -hmm. the bird keeps the predators from finding me yes. and that's why we started using the birds as we started to colonize this planet we just got eaten or we try we sailed across whatever it is that it's going to be um, I, I would probably shoot even for an age of industry in this. We, you know, we started colonizing this continent and we just kept getting eaten by these big monster things, but they never ate the birds. Mm -hmm. And we figured out if we tamed the birds, the monster things couldn't find us. Mm -hmm. um, or you could take that symbiotic idea and say, mm -hmm. you know, the local chimpanzees always kept pet birds, which we right. thought was really weird until we yeah. figured out what was going Chimps on. Chimps with pet birds is awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so archipelago, I love the archipelago idea. Could we, um, could I do bird fish hybrid? Can something, could it, could they swim and fly? Or well, you know, that... there's that whole BBC documentary yeah. about the flying penguins on April Fool's Day, but, um... okay. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was hilarious. I, I don't see any reason you can't have, um, there's plenty of birds actually that are divers. Right. That are also ducks. flying birds. Ducks. Ducks, right. ducks mm -hmm. yes. But I'm thinking like bird of paradise that is like an amphibian. Um, this is a fantasy or it's science fiction world. Could, could we repurpose, like, could we do that or is that just too weird? No, you could do that. I just, what, why do you want to do that? What would you gain other than just, hey, cool neat. thing. I'm looking which is for totally neat. nice. Which I is totally a good neat. reason to do it. If I, yeah. You know, if I were going to do that... Mm -hmm. um, I would probably look at doing a bird chameleon hybrid. Okay. Because the psychic ability is all about camouflaging themselves. Okay. Okay. Bird if you chameleon. Want a bird, so the, the, the feathers change colors. Mm -hmm. That gets into this is this is cute, which is also good when you're doing an animal story. Yeah. The challenge with uh, birds as also fish mm -hmm. is that uh, fish are effective as fish mm -hmm. because of neutral buoyancy, and if you're neutrally right. buoyant in the water, you, don't... you fly like a brick. Yeah. Okay. But 
ducks with ballast bags. Yeah. Um, you know, okay. it, it, there's let's, a way to do this. Let's abandon that. Yeah. Give okay. me other coolness for this story. Other cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, what about other symbiotic pairings of animals? You mm-hmm. know, if, if this, if the powers come from a worm that is here on these islands, um, you know, maybe it's not just the birds. Maybe one species of deer always has psychic snakes living in its antlers or something. You know, oh, there's different pairings. Yeah, you know what? Actually, there is a good reason to do the birds as fish is because mm-hmm. if the worms come from seafood, Right. So you've got psychic fish, which are clearly not going to be useful as pets. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, they don't have to be fish birds, but aquatic birds that yeah. eat a lot yeah. of seafood. Well, the and problem lucky. there is that then this is, uh, if these get into the ocean, yeah, I think it's easier to spread them around. They could right. potentially be all over the world. That's a good if point. If it's land-based, they're stuck on this Yeah, they're stuck in the islands. archipelago. And the, the question is, why yeah. haven't humans figured out about the, the worms yet? And the answer could be the archipelago is really, really dangerous. So yeah. we go in, we capture a bunch of birds, we bring them back. They work, but the children don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah, liking think... that. Cool monsters also is great. Yeah. Explore cool monsters and... and oh, um, if, it's, if it's not just an archipelago, but if mm-hmm. it's um, volcanic... Okay. So then you have uh, hot mud baths, mm-hmm. you have um, you know, swampy things, and you've right. got uh, earthquakes. Right. And, and that can be one of the things the birds warn you of. Okay. Birds warn you of earthquakes, birds warn you of volcanoes, and you take the birds back to the mainland, and the birds manage to predict the, uh, the super caldera volcano in time to save civilization. <laughs> um, <laughs> if this is an, an Sorry, island, the book just got bigger. Yes. An <laughs> island empire here. An island, you know, a bunch of islands mm-hmm. that are so dangerous. They're full of mm-hmm. earthquakes and volcanoes and predators. Uh, one of your cool elements could be that the civilization that's grown up around here is actually all water-based, like the junk mm. cities mm-hmm. around Hong Kong. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so they all live on boats, and the cities can kind of move around with the weather. Ooh. And okay. it's only the trappers that can venture into the island looking for more birds. Okay, cool. We've got a really cool story here. I'm very pleased with this. Um, I think we're out of time. Um, but uh, writing prompt, writing prompt, writing prompt. Okay. I'm going to not use fish birds, and I'm going to make you use fish, fish birds. <laughs> I want you to come up with an animal that both swims and flies, like an amphibian. Half of its life is underwater, half of its life, you know, like an insect in our world. But mm-hmm. um, for some new reason that they, they fly and swim. And this has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write. If you aren't familiar with Locus Magazine, they're a long-standing and respected website, magazine, archive, and resource for science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Basically, they're the industry magazine for our genre. They also run the annual Locus Awards, a top-tier award that recognizes new, diverse, and excellent voices in speculative fiction. They tell the storyteller's stories through author interviews, book reviews, curated reading lists, international industry news, obituaries, and more. Locus has meant a lot to me, both personally and professionally. In my career, I've been interviewed by them, and I've also turned to them as a source of understanding who is involved in the industry. Locus is holding their annual fundraising drive to keep their doors open, lights on, and future bright. I'll be contributing to their crowdfunding campaign by donating a cutscene, some original art, and a couple of other things like... Do you want to do a one-on-one chat with me? So join me in supporting Locus. 